Good morning and welcome to Friday morning, January 8th in 2021 on When I Rise. We're currently in year B and this is the week we call the Baptism of the Lord Sunday. And we're going to wrap up the week in the Revised Common Lectionary with the Gospel text as we do on every Friday. And the Gospel text for this week is Mark chapter 1 verses 4 through 11. So this is the baptism and the temptation narratives of Jesus according to Mark, which is so much more shorter than the other Gospels. So I'm going to read that passage, provide a couple points for reflection, and then we'll spend our time praying along the theme that emerges there. So thanks for making this party morning on Winter Rise. Let's allow our souls to rise and be God together in a time of prayer. Mark chapter 1, verses 4 through 11. In the wilderness, John the baptizer began preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. People from the whole Judean countryside and all of Jerusalem were going out to him, and he was baptizing them in the Jordan River as they confessed their sins. John wore a garment made of camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. He proclaimed, One more powerful than I am is coming after me. I am not worthy to bend down and untie the strap of his sandals. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. But in those days, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan River. And just as Jesus was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens splitting apart and the Spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my dear Son, and you I have taken great delight. The Spirit immediately drove him into the wilderness. He was in the wilderness 40 days, enduring the temptations from Satan. He was with wild animals, and angels were ministering to his needs. This is the word of God for us. I think one of the questions that I have whenever I read about the story of the baptism of Jesus is why on the one hand we would confess that Jesus is sinless, and then on the other, he is engaging in a ritual, a practice that the rest of the community of Israel was doing because they were repenting and confessing their sins. And John's clear about this, right? So we look at uh, verse five, it says, people from the whole Judean countryside and all over Jerusalem were going to him and he was baptizing them in the Jordan River and as they confessed their sins, right? And so what, what's going on here? Why is Jesus going uh, and taking part in this process, um, but he doesn't have the need to do so. Uh, maybe it's just because uh, ultimately a part, a critical part of the redemption story is that uh, redemption was an inside job. It was something that needed to come from within the people of Israel, uh, the chosen people of God. It needed to come from within the need of humanity. And so here's Jesus. He's embodying all of the experience um, of the, the average person, not just in this life, like you and I, but also uh, by his, his kindred folk. Because we got to remember the Old Testament promise to Abraham that Abraham would have a family, that family would become a nation, and that that nation would bless all nations. And then we look at the promise to King David that someone from his line would be the chosen one, would be the Messiah. And so if there is an answer for not only Israel's sins, but the whole world's sins, it has to come from within the nation of Israel itself. And so here's Jesus. And uh, he engages with this ritual of baptism. And as he does so, something unique happens to him that doesn't happen to anyone else. A voice comes aloud from heaven. It's the Father speaking and ascribes to Jesus and announces and affirms a 
benediction, good words uh, over the whole crowd of people that this is my beloved son and that he delights in him. Here we have this interesting picture of all three persons of the Trinity. You have the Father speaking from heaven. You have the Son in the river being baptized and receiving the affirmation of the Father. And you have the Spirit descending upon Jesus like a dove. Uh, This is one of those instances where we get to see all of the Godhead at work in one time and location in a clear-cut way here in the Gospel text. And so Jesus sets the example of a righteous life. We come into waters of baptism and we uh, unite ourselves with uh, God's saving work. It also shows um, God's response to a person who humbles themselves. That uh, Just as the delight of God rested upon Jesus, the delight of God now rests upon all those who are in Jesus as we give ourselves over to God. And just like the Spirit resting upon Jesus, uh, the Spirit rests upon us. And this is an interesting uh, little nuance that happens in the New Testament. The New Testament at times will speak of the, the Spirit working inside of us, the Spirit testifying to our spirit that we are God's children, so like an internal work. And then the Spirit rests upon the believer an empowerment for ministry. Uh, we see that in the book of Luke and also in the book of Acts, that when Jesus prepares his people to receive the Spirit. He said the Spirit will come upon you, will rest upon you, You'll be clothed with power from on high. So there's an internal and an external. So in the way, the same way of Jesus, those of us who are in Christ, the Spirit rests upon us and we can do the wonderful works of God. And so here we have this, this uh, very crystal clear picture of who God is. God is the one who ascribes delight. Uh, we are the ones who humble ourselves, and then God gives us the power to live into the life that he initiates us into. And so this is a picture of who we are. And so my prayer today is that you and I would hear in a fresh and new way this delight from God, that we are part of God's family, we're God's children, that we're included in Christ, that we are forgiven, that we have peace with God, all these wonderful promises of God. And that we would also recognize that we've been filled with the Holy Spirit, that we've been empowered for works of ministry. And so the next time something insurmountable faces you and I, may our native response not be, this is way too much for me, or this is going to be too difficult for me, or I'm not the one for this, somebody else is more gifted than I am. I pray that we'd remember this story of Jesus wandering in the waters of the Jordan River in Galilee, right before God begins to unleash this great kingdom movement among the people of Israel. That he gives Jesus the power to do so, to preach and to teach and to perform miracle signs and wonders and to stitch together a community of followers who have all things in common. This is something that God continues to give us today as we continue in his way, as we hope for all that God wants to do in the world around us. So let's spend some time praying along these themes this morning. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I thank you that you've made us part of your family. What a thrilling thought that you sought us. We were wandering away. We were sitting in darkness. We were breaking our lives. We were breaking the world around us. And you said, I'm going to love that one still. And so I thank you that you've brought us into your family and that we can hear, just like Jesus heard in the waters of his own baptism, 
that he is the delight of God, that he's the son of God. And so I thank you that we are sons and daughters of God and that your delight rests upon us. And so Jesus, I thank you that we stand in amazing grace. God, I thank you also that you don't leave us abandoned here, that um, we haven't just had one moment with you and then we get to go on with the rest of our normal lives, business as usual. But I thank you that accompanying our baptism is a splashing in the cold water of cold water in the face, that we get to wake up to what you're doing in the world around us. And so God, this day, I pray that those waters would wake us up. I pray that we'd be filled with enthusiasm. I pray that you give us the zeal of Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit. And I pray that we'd stand up to injustices, that we would pray big and bold prayers, that we'd be generous to the point where it hurts and we continue to give so all that's left is love. God, I simply pray that we would be transformed and changed and a new person because you've given the deposit of the Holy Spirit in our lives that will grow and grow and compound and grow until we're completely new, completely different than what we were when we first met you. And so Jesus, may your kingdom come and will be done in us and through us as we follow you today. I ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.